The Start On Demand. On demand. Today is CJOB Getaway Day. We are saying no to winter. We're pushing it aside, and we're going to celebrate all things that make us feel like summer, including a trip to Speed World. Speaking of heat, Justin Trudeau is feeling it after some potentially incendiary allegations. Turns out there's a pretty cool Winnipeg connection to the new Liam Neeson movie, Cold Pursuit. Winnipeg business browsed by G made it through the Dragon's Den and scored a deal to expand their business. And it's the final weekend of Chow Dine About Winnipeg. We'll meet the owner of Nicolino's and salivate over how delicious their menu sounds. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. Well, Loren was away on assignment today, but okay. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb, and this is the Friday, February 8th podcast for The Start. I'll give you a, a winter prediction. It's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. Homer, my hat goes off to you. It's cool in here, boy. For the rest of the summer, we can live inside the refrigerator. I have today's forecast for you. Hot! I went to that tanning place your wife suggested. Was that place the sun? I asked for Mai Tai, and they brought me a pina colada. And I said, no salt. No salt for the margarita, but it had salt on it. It's got fun, it's got sun, that is amazing. Yeah, you guys are gonna have a blast. Actually, we have found a great group print. Oh, there's the fine print. That's right, CJOB Getaway Day. Today we are going to push winter aside. I mean, of course, we're still going to give you the information you need on cancellations and traffic problems. And, you know, it's cold. It's dangerously cold outside once again, but we've had it. We're sick of it. We've all hit the breaking point, I think. And we want to get through today by just pretending it's summer. Yesterday we asked you, where would you go? Where can we go in the city and stay either inside the perimeter highway or inside the province that reminds you of summer? We got some tremendous suggestions from folks about where you could go and and just kind of give yourself a little bit of a break without getting on a plane and going to a Caribbean island or going to Mexico or similar. So we will tell you in detail a few more about a few more of those places as we make our way throughout the morning, just a a way for you to, to get out of the cold, even though you might have to go from your house to the car and then get out of your car and go to these places. So you will get cold going there, but it'll hopefully help you forget about the cold for at least a little while. And even if you've got solutions and things that you can do simply in your house, like if you've got a favorite summery kind of drink that you can make at home. How many people said go and get some uh, nice uh, coconut oil or or sunscreen or body cream that, that smells like coconut and other flavors. There was one Hawaiian one that one of our listeners sent yeah, yesterday. Reminds right. them of being on the beach. Uh, maybe we should call up Cosmo Kramer, see if he's got any <laughs> of the beach available, <laughs> that fragrance that right. Kramer invented on uh, Seinfeld once upon a time. Didn't Calvin Klein end up uh, picking up yep, on that? he did. In, in, 
not in real life, of no. course, but yeah. fictitiously. And, well, it's almost like we lived with Seinfeld and the, those characters for nine years, right? That's right. But <laughs> and, and listen, I mean, winter, it's hard, right? I, I have recently said on this radio station that I like to, I fight back against winter by just getting out. When it's a sunny day, even if it's cold, I try to get out and go for a walk. And getting that sunlight and that vitamin D helps and getting moving helps. But, and I was doing okay. Like, I mean, we had a relatively mild winter. November, December were a breeze. But this this stretch has been just punishing. And it was on Monday where I think I finally hit my limit. And I found myself kind of falling into that despair that comes with winter. It's just hard to fight back. So that's why we're doing this today. We want to get you through it because it's a tough stretch. We're almost there. It's We're coming in. It's February 8th. We're not that far. We can do it. We can we're do it. We're in it together. Mm-hmm. Keep those suggestions coming, 204-780-6868, along with traffic issues we might be seeing out there because uh, we had a crazy traffic situation in downtown Winnipeg yesterday yeah. with that gas leak at uh, Portage in Maine. I went down to find out what was going on this morning on my way to work, and northbound Fort is still closed. I guess it's from St. Mary to Portage Avenue, or is it York? Uh, Graham, maybe Graham? I have to take a look at the map. I thought I had it all clear in my head. Yep. It's not. I'll have to take a look at the map. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. Well, McNabb's on assignment. She'll be back on Monday. It is 680 CJOB getaway day. We are pushing back against winter in spite of the fact we have another raft of cancellations, which we will go through at 645, and you can get them at cjob.com. In spite of the fact that at the airport, well, at the Forks, it's minus 27, feels like minus 34. At the airport, it's minus 29, feels like minus 42. I don't care. For a lot of people, there's no place they'd rather be right now is at the airport. Yep. <laughs> like our buddy texted us in earlier saying he's on his way to Ocho Rios tomorrow. Yeah, that's how he's going to beat the cold. That's how he's going to beat the cold. And uh, that raft of which you speak, mm-hmm. that raft of cancellations, can I get a pina colada on that raft? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I'd like to have, you ever had a zombie uh, I've made zombies, but I don't know if I've ever had a zombie. Yeah, I know that it's not your, like when you think of tropical drinks, you think of uh, like a pina colada or a margarita, but I like a, a zombie. You have the orange juice and it's the cherry brandy, if I, right? Is that the, ex- that's, that's the added swirl, right? That's what gives it sort of the blood in there? Is well, the- I think that's grenadine, but uh, well, my bu- Andre, legendary bartender in Transcona. Andre. He used Andre. to work at the Oak. Oh, and I last think time I know I checked, whom you speak. Yeah, but he had long ponytail. <laughs> yes, sir. He would line up. He, I've never seen any bartender do this. And uh, we're going to get serious and talk about the prime <laughs> minister in a second here. But just a quick sidetrack. I've never seen any bartender do this. When we were at the Oak uh, or Bullwinkles at the time, he would go up and down the line and take 10 orders. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then he would make like 50 drinks. Wow. And then he would say, okay, you had these four. Yep, you had the, and yep. It was Unbelievable, but he would make the zombie, which I think was orange juice, lime juice, uh, white rum, dark rum, apricot brandy, and then sometimes he'd throw in the grenadine. And uh, probably my favorite cocktail ever. And in the we mentioned summery drinks earlier on the subject of having something tropical. I think uh, that might be something I need to invest in this weekend because 
That would make me feel like summer. I drank the last of my Cabo Wabo tequila a couple of weekends ago. Is that a Sammy it's, Hagar thing? Yes, it's been aging nicely for the last 14 years or so. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, and I just drank the last of it, so I need a new bottle. Darlene says that she puts the uh, fireplace video on her TV to help her stay warm. So give us your suggestions, 780-6868. One individual doesn't need any more heat today, the Prime Minister. That's right, Justin Trudeau under fire, but he denies potential incendiary allegations. In what could eventually be a case of deja vu, a Quebec-based company is front and center in what many are calling an inappropriate relationship with the federal government. Also in the eye of this storm, former Justice Minister of Canada, whose move out of her position in cabinet last month, raised many eyebrows. The Prime Minister is being asked questions around a story which broke in the country's most widely distributed newspaper. As Global National's Donna Friesen and David Aiken tell us, the answers aren't nearly as compelling as the questions. The Globe and Mail reports that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office attempted to press Jody Wilson-Raybould when she was Justice Minister to intervene in the corruption and fraud prosecution of Montreal engineering and construction giant SNC-Lavalin. Wilson-Raybould, it says, refused. Last month, she was shuffled out of the Justice Ministry in a move widely seen as a demotion. This is how Prime Minister Justin Trudeau responded to the allegation today. The allegations in the Globe story this morning are false. Uh, neither the current nor the previous Attorney General uh, was ever directed by me or by anyone in my office uh, to uh, take a, a decision uh, in this matter. The Prime Minister chose his words carefully because there is a great deal at stake here. SNC-Lavalin, the Quebec engineering giant, has been facing legal trouble for years over allegations it paid millions of dollars in bribes to get government business in Libya. Several of its former executives have been charged and its current executives have been lobbying the Prime Minister's office and the Finance Minister for months. This is how the last long liberal run ended. We had the sponsorship scandal, allegations of shady dealings in Quebec. So this is serious stuff, and it's one reason why Trudeau's political opponents, after hearing that carefully worded denial from the PM, are smelling something fishy. It obviously sounded like the, uh, those words were written by a lawyer. And indeed, neither Prime Minister Trudeau nor his current Justice Minister, David Lametti, would answer key questions about this story, which revolves around legal trouble for construction giant SNC-Lavalin of Montreal. The question is, did anyone in the Prime Minister's office at any time communicate with anyone in the former Attorney General's office on the matter of the criminal prosecution of SNC-Lavalin, yes or no. Mr. Speaker, as the Prime Minister has said earlier today, these allegations are false. What is known is that the RCMP charged SNC with fraud in 2015. And if convicted, the company would be banned from receiving federal government contracts for a decade. That's a risk which is already hurting the company's share price, and if the ban goes through, could lead to hundreds of layoffs. But the Trudeau government passed a new law last year which allows companies convicted of white-collar crime to enter into what's called a remediation agreement. That would allow SNC-Lavalin to have continued access to billions in federal contracts. The problem for SNC-Lavalin? The public prosecutor of Canada has refused to consider entering into a remediation agreement. The Globe and Mail, citing unnamed sources, says Trudeau's staff pressured then-Justice Minister Jody Wilson-Raybould to overrule the public prosecutor. She refused. And last month, 
she was shuffled out of justice and into a new cabinet position as Minister of Veterans Affairs. The day Jody Wilson-Raybould was moved out of justice, she wrote a long statement that included saying, it is a pillar of our democracy that our system of justice be free from even the perception of political interference and uphold the highest levels of public confidence. So what is she saying today about allegations she was pressured by the Prime Minister's office? She's saying nothing today. She walked right by our reporters uh, going in and out of the West Block, wouldn't take a question. And you know, that exit statement, it was remarkable when she got shuffled out of justice, rem remarkable then, even more so now. We're all looking over this again. And you know, there was a phrase in it where she spoke that about being proud that as Justice Minister, she was able to speak truth to power. What does that mean? That's David Aiken along with Global National's Donna Friesen. You can go to globalnews.ca and catch the entire report, pictures and all. Now, the context between SNC-Lavalin and the government have been frequent with little detail about what was discussed during these interactions. And I know I have a second here clip, a second clip here from David Aiken who explains this a little bit more but it doesn't seem to be available to us at the moment. So uh, Andrew Shear, leader of the official opposition, joined Richard and Tristan on the news yesterday. We will hear much more from him and his concerns surrounding this story and these allegations after the news at 7 o'clock, Brett. Sometimes it's a mindset. Just looking at the brighter things in life, one of our texters said, hey guys, no mosquitoes. That's right. There's that. Also, people often associate Slurpees with summer, I actually prefer the Slurpee in the winter because it doesn't melt. So you you get you get the double, the the sort of the two sided coin, as it were. You get the Slurpee and it makes you feel like summer, but you get to enjoy it more because it doesn't melt and turn into goop. I had no idea you were this positive in real life, Brett McGarry. I absolutely love it. Yesterday we had someone suggest the tropical house at Assiniboine Park Zoo. Great idea. Yep. To go and hang out there, hot yoga. Lots of you are into hot yoga right now. That makes a great, a uh, lot of sense. And the 10 spa, the, is it the Hanan spa at uh, Fort Gary Hotel? Yep. It's supposed to be spectacular. So keep those suggestions coming. We're getting tons of them at 204-780-6868. And even some of you uh, telling us which music makes you feel as though it's summer, send those in as well. And Jeff Forch will do his best to weave those songs into our morning uh, introductions and extroductions. Of course, the big story yesterday in downtown Winnipeg was that gas leak, Winnipeg Square, and a large part of the city or that area was evacuated. But there's, a, I guess you could call it a gas leak of his own for Justin Trudeau. As we've been telling you since yesterday afternoon, the Prime Minister of Canada is under the microscope, if not in the frying pan, for what he isn't saying when being asked to comment on a story in the Globe and Mail, which, if true, could have devastating repercussions for the government in the final months of its mandate. Here's the Prime Minister's response to questions that... There are inappropriate or there was inappropriate pressure put upon the former justice minister to give a large Quebec firm what many would view as special treatment, along with Andrew Shear's response right here on 680 CJOB. The allegations in the Globe story this morning are false. Uh, neither the current nor the previous attorney general uh, was ever directed by me or by anyone in my office uh, to uh, take a, a decision uh, in this matter.
Well, it's very clear that he's being very, very careful with his language. Uh, he, he, he was asked several times about other things, whether or not he communicated with the former attorney general, whether or not he had any types of conversations or, or pressure. And he kept using a very carefully scripted legalistic answer that he did not direct and he refused to answer any follow-up questions. But we asked multiple questions in the House of Commons today about who in the Prime Minister's office knew that there were meetings going on with SNC-Lavalin. Uh, this is a construction company who lobbied the Prime Minister's office at least 14 times where the subjects of justice and law enforcement came up. That's according to the lobbyist registrar. So clearly there's something going on here. And the fact that they're being so careful with their legalistic answers suggests to me that we're seeing the beginnings of a cover-up. So uh, what do you want to hear Justin Trudeau say? We'd like to hear exactly what went on, who was dealing with the Attorney General. You'll, you may recall that the, the former Attorney General, uh, Jody Wilson-Riegel, uh, when she was fired from her job as Justice Minister, uh, posted an unprecedented statement in which she carefully laid out the, the unique role of the Attorney General, that it is uh, unlike other cabinet posts, that it operates far more independently, that the, 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 main, uh, the main priority is to uphold fundamental principles of independence and, 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 and upholding the, the integrity of the justice system. It's almost like she was telegraphing to us that uh, at some point she refused to bend to PMO direction. And now, just a few weeks later, we find out that uh, there are sources going to, to, to well-respected journalists saying that's exactly what happened. There was undue influence. There was pressure. There was an attempt to get uh, this former attorney general, much respected by all uh, parties in the House and, and very well-respected in her former uh, career. She obviously said no. She's been fired for it. And Justin Trudeau needs to explain exactly what's going on. The day Jody Wilson-Raybould was moved out of justice, she wrote a long statement that included saying, it is a pillar of our democracy that our system of justice be free from even the perception of political interference and uphold the highest levels of public confidence. So what is she saying today about allegations she was pressured by the Prime Minister's office? She's saying nothing today. She walked right by our reporters uh, going in and out of the West Block, wouldn't take a question. And you know, that exit statement, it was remarkable when she got shuffled out of justice, rem remarkable then, even more so now. We're all looking over this again. And you know, there was a phrase in it where she spoke that about being proud that as Justice Minister, she was able to speak truth to power. What does that mean? have had to resign in the past by all political parties, whether they've picked up the phone to call a judge or uh, direct officials. Um, the line, as I understand it, is sometimes they can know what's going on, but they can't be directly involved in what's going on. Is that correct? Well, the, the, the issue here is, is if the Attorney General of Canada, in her capacity, based on her uh, evaluation of the facts, uh, came to a conclusion that would not be appropriate to change the nature of the, of the criminal proceedings against SNC-Lavalin, and then was fired from her job because she would not bow to political pressure. That is unprecedented. Uh, you know, we, we, we see other world leaders who have fired their attorneys when they don't like the desired outcome or when they get told no by them. Uh, this is uh, very unsettling for Canadians to, to even have the, the 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 appearance of this. And Justin Trudeau, you know, hiding behind a very carefully crafted uh, statement, you know, whether or not it was uh, a lawyer directly to the PM or whether or not it was run by a lawyer.
That is the voice of Andrew Shear, official of the or leader, pardon me, of the official opposition in Ottawa, joining Tristan Field Jones and Richard Cluche on the news yesterday. You also heard in that combination of sound and clips from Donna Friesen and David Aiken of Global National, trying to seam this story together for you and uh, combine those with the observations and the concerns of Andrew Shear. Mackling, McGarry, McNabb back on Monday. It's getaway day. We want to help you get through winter. We had one of our listeners say, you know how I'm going to beat the cold? I'm going to Jamaica tomorrow. <laughs> well, hey, not everyone has a trip planned. Not everyone can get away. So we got to find a way how to get away in Winnipeg and southern Manitoba. McNabb taking this thing just a little bit too seriously. <laughs> she saw a getaway day and <laughs> thought we had the day off. <laughs> just didn't come to work. <laughs> Loren, uh, you're not in the cancellation list here. <laughs> Loren's, on, Loren's on assignment today. We'll hear about her adventures on a Monday. But uh, Cam Poitras is here along with Jeff Braun and, of course, Jeffrey Forche from the other side of the glass. Is it like a different environment? Is it like an aquarium in there, Jeff? Tell us. It is. like I feel like I'm a fish, and I'm staring at a bunch of weirdos. Oh, well, that's oh, great. Do not oh, tap on the glass, wow. Jeff Braun. Oh, yeah, wow. you see, that's why. He's tapping on the glass. Why well, I said that. Well, <laughs> yesterday you told us about your adventure and your gitch, getting caught outside <laughs> and having to run around to get back in the back door of the house. How do you keep warm? How, what are you doing today to uh, channel, channel summer? Okay, well, I plan on buying a sixer of Corona. Attaboy. A little lime. And I think I'm going to jump in the bath. A nice hot bath. <laughs> With a case of beer. <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that's a great plan. No candles? No vanilla incense or anything no, like no, that? No, no, Just beer. Beer, Just beer. beer, beer, beer and water. Beer in a bath? Beer and hot water. That's all I need. All right, that's good. Are you going like to put up a picture of a palm tree? or? Uh, I could. Yeah? Put on some, what kind of, you're going to put on like some ambient beach sounds or... Um, Tropical. You know what you should do? You know what you should do? You should go to Lowe's on your way home, grab a bag of sand for the for the sandbox like the kids use. Oh, just put that all Spread it out floor. on the floor of the bathroom there. <laughs> that is a go. great idea. It's fantastic. And your parents are still uh, in Texas, aren't they, uh, yeah. Jeff? No, oh, that's good. Yeah. He's also got a TV in his washroom. He's told me that before. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see it from your vantage point when you're in the tub? Oh, it's right in front of the tub. Oh, I might, I might come better. over. I'm yeah. coming over later, of course. <laughs> okay, no I'll bring my trunks and a bottle of tequila or something. Yeah, you, you better bring your trunks. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Jeff, Brian, what would your solution be for getaway? You know what I like to do in winter, and it, it's, it's so stupid. I, I, you know, there's the new reboot of Magnum P.I., mm-hmm. and it's set in Hawaii, so I love watching that just for the scenery. It's not a great show, but it's a good enough cop show in the scenery. That's what I used to like about Lost. So I used to watch Hawaii Five-0. It's like just good scenery. And I bet on you that's TV. we've said this before in the Couch Potatoes, but Survivor is one of the, the most watched shows in this country, and I think that's part of the reason, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've basically made Fiji their home. It's Fiji, right? It's it's. I think they bump around a little bit in the south. It's always in the South Pacific, so yeah. but yeah, it's mostly Fiji, I think. Poitras. Well, I, I, I'm envisioning June sitting at uh, like a bomber game or something like that. I got uh, season tickets to the new soccer team, Valor FC. So I'm, I'm, I was watching up. The schedule's going to come out soon. So I was just thinking, oh, I'll be sitting there. It'll be June. It's going to be hot. And I, I'll, you won't have to be all completely bundled up outside at all times. So I'm just envision, I'm envisioning <laughs> myself in June. And uh, yeah, it feels great. 
What about you, Mackling? You know, I, I, I'm big into the music, right? So this music that we're playing this morning is really setting the mood. But my favorite, my favorite vacation of all time that doesn't involve children or significant others is when I went to Cabo in Mexico for New Year's in 1999 and hung out with Sammy Hagar for about seven minutes and got to see him on stage on New Year's Eve. And that song from Van Halen literally takes me to Cabo San Lucas in my brain. They talk about Land's End. They talk about all the different things that you can do in Cabo. And I've been there a handful of times. And if I just sit calmly and listen, I can actually be there. It's funny how you mentioned that, and that's a great suggestion because there are a number of songs that will take me back to the time I went to Florida in December, and I remember the day we left Winnipeg. That morning, it was below minus 30, and the wind chill was minus, it was 2,400. It was before they had changed the scale, and we were so thankful to get out, and it, was, it wasn't even that hot. It was like 19 degrees when we got there, but it was way better than what we had in Winnipeg, and if I hear, blame it on the rain... By yeah. Millie Vanilli, that I can see myself sitting on Cocoa Beach. If I hear Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins, and I think Pump Up the Jam by Technotronic <laughs> was a big song at the time. So yeah, all those songs take me back. So great suggestion there, Mac. Like, well, what are you What are you gonna do? I'm gonna go to the Golf Dome. We heard the spot ten minutes ago. The bubble on Wilkes just off the Sterling Land Parkway. I need. To swing a golf club, and I think I'm going to try to get out there this weekend because, I mean, they've got their driving range, but they also have the virtual golf if you'd rather do that. And the cool thing about the virtual golf is you can play basically any famous course on the planet. You can go to Pebble Beach. You can go to St. Andrews, although I don't know why anybody would want to go to St. Andrews. Yeah, that's like winter and summer there. (laughs) Yeah, that's awful. So you can play any tropical course you want to play. And you're in the warmth of the golf dome, and uh, yeah. Great so, call. Yeah, that's going to be my call. solution. Jeff, I saw you working diligently on the computer there. H- have you got my song for me by any chance? Is this <sighs> the one? That's the one. Turn it up. I've been oh, it's a little graphic there, Sammy. So you... Uh, Pump up with the jam is better. Yeah, but you see, you have to. You just have to. You just have to put yourself there. You just have to put yourself there. So, are you going to go home and put on some trunks and maybe a tank top and a drink with a little umbrella sticking out of it? And I might have to shovel shovel out the hot tub and, and jump in the hot tub. Too. <laughs> what happens if you turn the hot tub on when it's full of snow? I, it's not good. <laughs> not a good idea. I should not own a hot tub. Send us your suggestions, 204-780-6868. How can you get away to summer in southern Manitoba if you can't? actually get away to Jamaica. Ocho Rios, as one of our listeners, is doing. Let us know. 204-780-6868. Jeff Braun, thank you. Cameron Poitras, thank you. Jeff Fortier, thank you. The Couch Potatoes have assembled to talk about what is new at the movies. There are four of them. Which one do you want to start with, Jeff? Let's start with the one that looks like the most fun. Liam Neeson is Mr. Plow in Cold Pursuit. died of a heroin overdose. We didn't know our own son. Kyle wasn't a druggie. Sorry, but all the parents say that. You're gonna have to say a few words. Kyle's dead. Tell me what happened. He got mixed up with some drug dealer. Viking. He likes hurting people. 
What is it with all these nicknames? Speedo, Viking, Eskimo. It's a gangster thing. Did you have a nickname? Wingman. Wingman. Gonna kill him. Set in Alaska, Neeson exacts revenge on the gang that killed his son using his big snowplow. One guy can disappear. Two? Who wants me dead? Three of Vikings drug dealers have disappeared. What makes you think you can kill a man? I read it in a crime novel. <laughs> it's based on a Norwegian movie that had a great title. It's called In Order of Disappearance. Uh, and it stars Emmy Rossum, Laura Dern, William Forsyth, Tom Jackson, as well as John Doman. And it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like good fun. It's getting great reviews in spite of the controversy this week. Liam Neeson getting himself right. in hot water for revealing 40 years ago he wanted to unleash his own revenge on uh he was looking for a black man to take out after his friend was attacked what were you doing though coming up at 837 on the subject of this film well there are a couple of winnipeg connections to this film we'll tell you about the piece of equipment that's featured in this film has winnipeg connections and i you reminded me or told me late last night or this morning it all blurs in together brett that our good friend Winnipegger Alex Ponovic also in this film. Yeah, he plays Detective Osgard in this. Uh, I wonder if he's called Osgard, if it's like an Asgard thing, <laughs> like a part, heavily part of Norwegian folklore. It, it does seem like the opposite, though, of the, the getaway theme we're trying to do today, though, right? The snowplow movie? Yeah, yeah. well, we, we don't control when Hollywood <laughs> releases these things. You you were just enlisted and entrusted to tell them about us, uh, about them. What about, could we go to space instead? Uh, well, I think there is some space connections in this. Uh, just before sports with Cameron Poitras, we told you about the Spanish teen who built a robotic prosthetic arm out of Lego. Well, this weekend, it's time to go back to Legoland. With the Lego Movie 2, the second one. Bring me your fiercest leader. I'm the leader of... You! How many movies have they made about you? Because there are like nine about me. And like three others in various stages of development. Let's show those aliens what we're made of! That's a suicide mission. (laughs) I don't get it. So back in 2014, the Lego movie surprised everyone with a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Big opening weekend, $69 million. Went on to make nearly 470 mil worldwide. Helped spawn a couple more Lego movies in 2017. The Lego Batman movie and the Lego Ninjago movie. Now we have the second one. Does it matter what it's about? Lego. Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett as Batman. All back in the voice cast. Looks super fun. Again, getting great reviews. Taraji Cookie. Cookie from Empire? Yeah. Is that what she is? Taraji P. Henson stars in What Men Want. It's like that Mel Gibson movie, What Women Want, but with the roles reversed. Here she is sick of the boys club where she works. She goes to see a psychic for help. The psychic gives her this weird drug-filled concoction, and then she also bangs her heads, and when she wakes up in the hospital, she has superpowers. Oh, hello. Welcome back, Miss Davis. Thank God this one didn't die on me. Starting today, no more drinking at work. Hey, that's too much information. I didn't say anything. I feel weird after last night. Yeah, that's what happens when tequila meets desperation. Okay, stop saying things you shouldn't be saying to your boss. Holy crap, can you hear my inner thoughts? I can't hear your inner thoughts! 
It looks silly. It also co-stars uh, Wendy McClendon Covey, Max Greenfield, Pete Davidson, Erica Badu, Tracy Morgan, Jason Jones, and even Shaquille O'Neal as himself. So I'm a little skeptical here based on the list of who the stars, the cast is not blowing me away. Am I right to be skeptical, Jeff Braun? Uh, they've got some funny people in there, and that's all we're looking for. Erica Badu is a bit weird. So is Shaq. Well, here's a clip uh, that includes Shaq, I believe. Little lady, what you doing at the big boy's table, huh? Two grand. I'm bluffing these fools. I'm missing Real Housewives. Shaq finally has a winning hand. Why am I thinking in the third person? I smell toast. Am I having a stroke? Wait, I have toast in my pocket. Whew. You know what I would yell? You know what I would yell if I was watching the trailer in the theater right now? I'd go, Rental! I like Shaq. I like Shaq in a bit yeah. part. Yeah. I, I think this actually looks funny. And uh, it was you funny. need to see it on the big screen, though? Probably not. Comedies are fun to watch in, in a That's theater, That's true. Though. That's true. And there's not nearly as many of them, or good ones anyways, as there used to be. And this one's not getting the best reviews. And neither is the last one on the list. It's a scary movie starring Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. It's called The Prodigy. Miles' intelligence is off the charts. He's been having a very difficult time making friends. What's wrong with me? There's a battle being waged inside your son. Oh my god. I don't feel safe with him in the house. Miles is dangerous. Can't talk about the movie called The Prodigy without playing The Prodigy. <laughs> Schilling plays Sarah, whose young son Miles has been showcasing some disturbing, maybe even evil behavior as a supernatural force taking him. I don't know that I care. It's not getting great reviews, so I'm going to skip that. If I go see anything, it's going to be Cold Pursuit. <laughs> Those are the four movies out this weekend. And the Couch Potatoes podcast called The Upside of Asking Gotti. Won't You Be My Neighbor is now up for grabs. You can get it anywhere you find podcasts. We've linked it to the 680 CJOB Instagram if you want to find it there. Jeff Braun, thank you very much, sir. You betcha. When are you guys going back to the Roy Green show? I don't know. You guys Whenever brought a lot of light to that show. Yeah, he's You gonna... guys were great on that. Yeah, that was fun visiting Roy on the weekend. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb back on Monday. It is CJOB Getaway Day. We are saying no to winter. No, you will not defeat us. We are pushing you aside, and we are celebrating all things summer. Because not everybody can get on a plane right now and just leave. So how do you beat winter? How do you enjoy summer, embrace summer, when we're dealing with extreme cold? Well, Greg, we're getting all kinds of great suggestions at 204-780-6868. Go play indoor beach volleyball. Go to the Tropical House, Toucan Ridge at the uh, Cinnaboyne Park Zoo. Uh, the Contemplation Garden at the CMHR is a great place to catch some summer inside. All sorts of great uh, suggestions with regards to hot yoga. Go to a go to a spa. Go to a hotel that has a swimming pool. Go to the world class water park in downtown Winnipeg. <laughs> Don't have that yet, but no. we're still working on that. Yeah, I wish we had a park like they had in Edmonton. And uh, yeah, keep texting us, 204-780-6868. And we also, just a very quick text here <laughs> on the subject of the Manitoba Hydro gas leak. One of our listeners says, my kids hate it when I have a gas leak. Oh, no. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Trish says she's going to try uh, uh, axe throwing yes. at a place called Lumberjacks. That Have you heard fun. about this? I've heard of the axe throwing, not specifically Lumberjacks, but uh, not. I just was never aware of what the business was called. But uh, yeah, the axe throwing, I know that's a, that's a big thing 
right now. It's fun. Looks what? It looks fun. It's got to be fun. It's throwing axe. Indoor archery, I know, is an option as well. Yeah. And we've got Sammy Hagar screaming about the fact that he can't drive 55. I want to know if I can drive 55 somewhere indoors. Well, you can drive fast at Speed World. And we're joined by Bridget Sawatsky from Speed World. Bridget, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you guys today? Doing all right. Doing all right, Bridget. Thank you so much for joining us. So first of all, for those who have never been, and I have to confess, Bridget, I am among those. Where is Speed World? Uh, We're located at 575 Berry Street, just off Route 90. And guess what? You can drive just about 55 at the track. We have some pretty fast cars. Wow. Love that. So uh, just to continue on on Brett's, if you haven't been there, theme of question, what is it like? What's the setup? I've been there. I think it's absolutely spectacular. But uh, as our colleague Richard Cloutier might say, paint us a radio picture. Take us inside Speed World. Absolutely. Well, Speed World, we started 15 years ago, and the goal was to provide a real race experience, uh, and that we do. So we've got carts for both older youth and adults that go up to 50 kilometers an hour indoors. So imagine zipping by your buddies at 50 kilometers an hour. It's faster than I'm driving right now getting to work, I'll tell you that. How do these little cars produce that much power? Well, you know, we modify the engines. They have some really great Honda engines. And we modify them, so we soup them up and uh, put on some catalytic converters, and we get those buggers going pretty quick. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I have no idea what any of those things are that you just mentioned in terms of technology on the vehicle, but it sounds like you know what you're talking about, Bridget, so we're going to go with it. And uh, what, what, like, is... is I know the answer to the question, but in terms of that, you've got high ceilings, it's well lit. Like, it is really cool in there. You, you gotta. You, oh. oh, yeah, we're 30,000 square feet. So, we're a huge facility. We're probably uh, one of the bigger facilities in Canada for indoor karting. And uh, we've been located at the same address now for 15 years. And we're always trying to improve, making our carts faster, and uh, getting the experience to be even better for our customers. Do you ever get anybody wanting to play, to treat it like Super Mario Kart, where they're bashing other carts well, around? Unfortunately, you're going to sometimes run into people like that, but, you know, we do have ignition kill systems on our carts, so we are able to shut those guys down and pull them off the track. Uh, it's, it is pretty fast, so, you know, it, it can be dangerous at that kind of speed. So we want to make sure that it's a race experience and not a uh, demo derby experience. So last weekend... We heard about Justin Timberlake was in town for the during Super Bowl for his concert on Monday night, and word got out that he had uh, commandeered the Granite Curling Club for some curling with him and his crew. Do you ever get famous people, folks that are on tour looking for something to do to to commandeer and take over your entire facility, or is that an option? You know, if I've got you know some some lottery funds or something, I want to spend. Oh yeah, for sure. We do group bookings and corporate bookings. We've had a few of a uh, few guys come in. We had the other Justin come in. We had Justin Bieber come in a few times over the years. Uh, he's a great kid, and well, I guess adult now. Uh, I would personally, I would have loved to have seen Justin Timberlake at the track. <laughs> I was at his concert the other night, and it was great. But yeah, we have quite a few uh, movie stars and uh, singers that come through when they're in town. 
they sometimes rent out the truck, and you know, other times they just show up and they race with the customers and uh, have a great time. Well, I, have, I, I often pledge when I talk about things that I've never done before. I, I will pledge to come see Speed World soon because it's been on my sort of Winnipeg bucket list for years, and I don't really I have no excuse as to why I've never been. I just yeah, haven't been. Excuse. No. Yeah, well, you know, I think uh, there, right there is a challenge between the between you guys to come down and see who can uh, who can get around the track faster. Oh, like a like a throwdown. See if Macklin yeah, or, or Mc, throwdown going down in there. McNabb would end up winning that race. Yeah, except I want to caution Bridget for that because uh, one of Loren's nicknames is Crash around here. Uh-oh. So you know, we'll bring her down, but you're just you're <laughs> forewarned, okay, on the nickname. No problem. We'll make sure she gets the rule, uh, extra extra version of the rules. Bridget Sawatsky from Speed World, and once again, where is it, Bridget? Uh, we are at five seven five Barry Street, and we are open seven days a week. Speedworld.ca for more information. If you're looking for a getaway, go to Speed World, where you can drive fifty five. Thank you so much for joining us, Bridget. Very much appreciate the Thank time. Thank you very much. It is 8.13 on 6.80 CJOB. Revved up now, man. Yeah. I, I want to go. Why, I don't know why I've never been. It came up. You know what? We were almost going to go there for a bachelor party, but we ended up not doing it. So I think I'm just going to have to go and uh, maybe have a date night there or something like that. There is a Manitoba connection. Well, actually two Manitoba mm. connections to one of this weekend's new movies, Cold Pursuit. One guy can disappear. Two? Who wants me dead? Three of Vikings drug dealers have disappeared. What makes you think you can kill a man? I read a crime novel. Connection number one. A member of the supporting cast is Winnipeg's own Alex Ponovic. He's your buddy, isn't he? Sure is. Did you go for, to school with him? He used to play football against him. Uh, tried to hate him for a lot of years, but he's just too <laughs> beautiful a man, too beautiful a person, and uh, yet consider him a friend. Uh, he plays Detective Osgard, you tell me. That's right. He is Detective Osgard in this film. And connection number two, Neeson plays a snowplow operator, and one of those plows is in the movie... And it's from Winnipeg. Riley Gorman and his dad from Winnipeg were the owners of the plow, which ended up in the movie. Riley joins us now live on 680 CJOB from our television studios at 201 Portage at Global. Hey, Riley. Good morning. How are you? Doing really well. Thanks for taking some time to share this really cool story with us. So what, you and your dad have this plow for clearing your driveway? Maybe continue from there. Take the story from there. Yeah, it was awesome. Did a really good job, but it was a little too big for what we needed, so we were trying to sell it, and one day we got a call from a movie producer. And how did, li- how did this movie producer find you? I, To be honest, I don't know. You know, when you get those <laughs> calls at night, and it's kind of like, oh, is this a spam call, or is this a real call? And it turned out to be a real call. And so is it a vintage sort of snowplow? What what can you tell us about it? That, that is there something unique about this snowplow? Nothing unique at all other than its size, because it's a bigger snowplow, and when we were shooting with it, they actually made the plow look more distressed, so it would fit in with the rest of the equipment. Now, I understand it's like a large snow-blowing kind of plow. Correct. So it's not like a, one of the, like a, a plow that you see that pushes snow, it throws it? Exactly. It's a large, large snowblower with two... Uh, two augers and they were very they liked this one because of the way the pattern looked with the snow when it was physically being moved through the machine now this movie was not shot in manitoba 
No, it was shot just outside of Banff in an abandoned ski hill, actually. And that uh, that was probably one of the coolest coolest parts of, of the movie. So were you involved in any way? Did you have to take the snowplow to them? Did they come get it? Tell us more. They picked it up one day, and I actually flew out to Calgary and accompanied them on the hill for about a week. And it was awesome. I got to work with Liam, teach him how to drive the snowblower, and... Uh, yeah, very, very easy guy to work with. How big is your driveway that you need a large snowblower <laughs> like this? I mean, it's pretty long, but that's the thing. The snowblower was just a little, little too big for it. So it was like uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, just a little bit, uh, just a little <laughs> bit oversized for the job. Cool as it was, fair to say? Exactly. That's that's pretty much it. Fantastic. Now, I have to ask uh, if you bumped into Alex Ponovic at all and if you, you made the Winnipeg connection with him. I don't think so. I think it was only Liam that uh, Liam and his stunt double were the only ones that uh, I kind of took for a ride on the snowblower and, and showed them how it worked. So did you have to take some time off work? How did you approach the, your boss for that? Yeah, I used some holiday time and it worked out really well. It was perfect. It was a great use of vacation. Have you seen the movie? Not yet. I'm going tonight. Because yeah, I was curious because the the plow that is primarily featured in the trailer is a truck plow right. or a plow that that is pushing snow. But I think there's one sort of overhead scene where it looks like he's plowing through some really deep snow and it appears to be throwing the snow. Have you seen the trailer at least? I have. I I've seen the snowblower in the trailer, and I'm hoping that it's going to be at the very end of the movie. Why the very end? Well, uh, from the from the remake of In Order of Disappearance, I think that that's the machine that it's kind of replacing. That was, and that appeared at the end of. Oh, that movie. I I don't I I already have a feeling I know <laughs> how the the plow is going to be used. So say no more. <laughs> so so okay, can we can we say this that the the plow somewhat becomes a, a character near the end? It becomes an integral part of the story. I think that would be accurate. Okay. And yeah. oh, oh, do you think do you hope Liam Neeson has some kind of a catchphrase too? I that would that would make the evening. How's that? What would do you have any suggestions on what it could be if you were to use your snow thrower in the way that we hope he does in this action revenge film? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have a suggested catchphrase? I I really don't know. Like I, it's yeah. going to be a have a cold day in hell. <laughs> it's too late for the spoiler alert, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, hey Riley, this is really cool, man. So did did, like, did you get the plow back? Yeah, yeah. So it uh, it's got a new home now, but uh, it it was a great machine. So that uh, it's really cool that it could have been in in a movie. Yeah, what a terrific story! Something uh, you'll be telling the grandkids about without question. Uh, we appreciate you sharing uh, with us uh, your adventure and uh, the story of your snowplow. Much much appreciated, Riley. All the best. Enjoy the film tonight. Take care. Thank you. Riley Gorman joining us live from 201 Portage at our TV studios at Global. And once again, Riley and his dad from Winnipeg were the owners of one of the plows that ended up in the new movie Cold Pursuit out this weekend, starring Liam Neeson. As he pointed out, it is a remake of a Norwegian film called In the Order of Disappearance. So that that movie was apparently good, and the remake, by all accounts, is also quite good. So... Regardless of what's going on with Liam Neeson and this controversy, I like Liam Neeson movies, and uh, 
I like watching him take out the trash. Yeah, I think a lot of people might, may just leave it at that. There might be some that stay away based on the, the revelations and the, the story of the, uh, this past week. But uh, for a lot of people, I think they will, uh, I think they're just going to go to this movie. Yeah, it looks fun. About a month ago, we talked to a Winnipeg business that had been on Dragon's Den. That episode aired last night. The business is called Browse by G. I visited it a couple of weeks ago, got my brows done. Giovanna Manena is the founder and CEO, and Scott Russell is husband, business partner, and uh, according to him, at least eyebrow guinea pig. Forte, I'll let you bring them on because there's two of them, and I will drop one of them for sure. So let's say uh, say hello first to Giovanna. Giovanna, are you there? Hi, Brett. How's it going? Doing okay. How are you? I'm fantastic, thank you. And Scott, I understand you're a little under the weather, but you're soldiering on to join us this morning. Yeah, I had no voice yesterday and a bit more of a voice today, so I'm here. Actually, you got some good timber going on there, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Brett and I often lament the fact that when we're feeling under the weather, weather our voices are, are are more deep, so uh, you're sounding really good, my friend. Giovanna, <laughs> as they say, the proof is in the pudding. Brett's eyebrows look absolutely incredible. <laughs> what did you do with the rest of the caterpillars? Oh, you know, we just cleaned them up and just opened up his eyes. So now they're all sparkly and people can actually see them. Yeah, it was funny when I walked in, uh, she says, oh, yeah, I see what you mean about them. <laughs> <laughs> There's no hiding it, right? Well, the window to Brett's soul has, is, is more wide open than ever before. Thanks to you, Giovanna. So thanks for that. So My pleasure. Uh, obviously, you're in Toronto for the Dragon's Den months and months ago. How did it all go down last night with the entire country watching? Well, we actually uh, had a wonderful big party thrown by North Forge at the Met. And um, we had a bunch of friends and family there. They had it up on the big screen. We did a bit of uh, a speech and a Q&A after. So it was really great to just be a part of that and in the community. And I'm just really grateful for everyone who's supported us and been there since the very beginning and has seen everything that we've been able to do and accomplish along the way. And what happened on the episode? Did the dragons bite? Scott, what happened? <laughs> uh, we got we got exactly what we were hoping to get. Uh, before we went in there, G and I game plan and she's like, I want to deal with Arlene. That's who I want to deal, deal with. And, uh, and we went in there. And made it happen. So yeah, we got a deal with Arlene. Uh, we had deals from uh, deals on the table from Manjeet and from Jim, uh, and it's exactly kind of the way we thought it was going to go. We thought Jim was going to see the franchising potential of it and give us a deal. And uh, two of the other dragons, or three of the dragons that were kind of more in the, the, the tech side, um, weren't as weren't as interested. And then uh, Vince Guzzo didn't really, I don't think, really understood eyebrows or the, or the business. He was kind of confused. And when we were in there too, he was chatting in Italian with G, and so he he liked us. He just didn't get the business. But we got. Yeah, deals on the table from three, and we got to deal with our lead, which is what we wanted. Well done. That's fantastic. Well Congratulations. So what Thanks, does this guys. mean? What does this mean? Well, for us, uh, right now, we're taking things, um, just taking a step back and really trying to figure out which direction we want to go in. And the first one we decided to expand is our product line. So we just launched our new brow uh, brow pencil product line. So that's online for everyone. And then uh, we're just going to have to see what unfolds after that. Now, the brow pencil, is this like a brand new product or has this been available in your shop for a little while? 
Well, we started off with three shades and we wanted to test the product to make sure our consumers liked it. Uh, it was what they were looking for. And when we had a lot of great feedback from the product, we decided to expand to eight more shades. So we're super inclusive of all undertones, all skin tones, all hair colors. So it was a really great way to um, start expansion. Were, were the were the dragons uh, aware that eyebrows have become such a big deal, both for men and for women? Or did you catch them surprised that this is uh, a fashion trend, uh, a, a trend in terms of self-grooming? Well, I know for sure the ladies knew how important it was because they have their makeup done. They understand the value of an eyebrow and what it can do. It can make you look younger thinner and actually helps us recognize expression. So they're very, very important things on the face. So I think once um, the guys started to understand the magnitude of what an eyebrow can do, that's when the interest started to get rolling. Well, and well, I- she also did, uh, she did Lane's brows on the show too. So he was our guinea pig and oh. he wasn't sure what to expect when we brought him down and then put him in the chair. And how did he, how did he do? He did excellent. He's great brows. Yeah, and he looks better now. So, is he going to be a lifetime customer? I absolutely hope so. (laughs) Oh, this is so so exciting. So, Arlene Dickinson, she is uh, one of the linchpins on the on the Dragons Den, and and Jim True Living, of course, the the Manitoban with the uh, with the uh, Mr. Lube uh, franchises, and of course, more famous for for Boston Pizza, was in the running. What was it about Arlene that? that uh, struck a chord with you and, and this idea that you sort of knew you wanted to do business with her if you could going in? I think for me, uh, it was the fact that she started from absolutely nothing and it kind of uh, resonated with me because that's similar to my story. It was I started in one chair in my apartment and I was able to just slowly grow the business and she's just this powerhouse of an entrepreneur today. And just with her line of health and wellness and all of her, her product knowledge, and it was just the right choice for us. We originally asked Manjeet and uh, Arlene to go in on a deal together, but Arlene wanted to do it on her own. So it was a no-brainer. Well, Giovanna Manena and Scott Russell, congratulations on uh, being successful in the Dragon's Den. You guys, uh, like I had a wonderful experience in your shop, and I will be coming back. Uh, and not just because I see the, the benefits of it, but it was a pleasant experience. I really liked it. So thank you. Thank Great, you. Thank, thank you, you for coming and supporting. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Giovanna Manena, founder and CEO of Browse by G, your husband and business partner, Scott Russell. And he's also an eyebrow guinea pig. And uh, it was actually really fun when he walked in. He was like, hey, another guy's in the shop, first of all. <laughs> and then second, uh, he was sort of saying, well, she's being nicer to you than she she is to me. Normally, she's mean to me. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, you're a client. There's a, there's a line there. Two locations, right? There's one in Teche, yep. 160 or or 160 Provence just east of Taché and then 1682 Grant between Lindsay and Borbank. Yeah, I was at the one on Provence. Really nice shop. Beautiful spot. Check it out. Browse by G. Congratulations, Winnipeg Business. Successful on Dragon's Den. We have got a great suggestion for you on this CJOB getaway day. You're looking for something to beat winter 
Well, how about a hot dining event that's palate-pleasing and wallet-friendly? KK teed this up last week on Hal Anderson Afternoons. It's Chow Dine About Winnipeg. And there's a whole bunch of restaurants on the list where you can go and try a variety of menus. They have $18 menus, $28 menus, and $38 menus. And one of the restaurants participating in the $28 and $38 million menus is here, Greg. Yeah, Nick. Zaffarelli, Nicolino's on Pembina Highway, 2077 Pembina Highway to be specific, joins us in studio now. And uh, Nick, you and I have lots of people in common, but I think it's the first time we've met face to face. So uh, glad to finally meet you. Big fan of what you do at Nicolino's. And this $38 meal has me absolutely starving right now. So thanks a lot. Yes. Good morning, guys. Yes. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, the uh, Dine About Winnipeg. Well, first of all, Nicolino's has been around for how long now? Uh, 492 years, it feels <laughs> like, but uh, we're official 32 years at the end of February. Uh, congratulations. That is, that is fantastic. Maybe before we jump into this, getting involved in a, in a group with a bunch of other restaurants seems counterintuitive to a lot of people. I know when my, my, my beloved grandpa was around, he'd ask what I was doing, you know, what are you doing tonight? Well, I'm going to go down to Corden. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, where are you going? I go, I don't know. I'm just going to go down. And he goes, there's too many restaurants. Ah, no, there's not, Grandpa. There's the right amount where that if it's lined up one place, you can go to another. There's that critical mass. So what is the benefit of getting together with uh, restaurants that might normally you might normally see as competition, Nick? Well, there you kind of hit it right on the head there because – you know, you're certainly, we're not all in the same area, but we're all sharing the same idea of, of this sort of prefix little menu. Um, and you get involved going around from restaurant to restaurant, making your own comparison or trying maybe your old favorites or trying some new ones that, you know, didn't, you didn't even know existed. So we've been involved for decades now with Laurie Hughes and, uh, and this Dine About Winnipeg. And it's a very good event. And, um, I think that's what just spurs people in the middle of all these doldrums to get out of the house and 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 go try some food and and have an experience at a new place. And I mean, that's what we want. We want to see people get out and try some new things, whether they come to our place or one of the ones in this, uh, uh, you know, who are participating in this. It's just good for everyone on a whole to get out there and, and be active and try it out. Well, and that's one of the things with, that we've been enjoying very much the last couple of years doing this show is uh, when we have all these different food-themed festivals. I mean, we had uh, La Poutine week just wrapped up, and there was Fried Chicken Fest. Uh, that it, those, those things kind of give me a nudge to actually get out of my comfort zone and try something new because there are so many restaurants in Winnipeg you can never get to them all, but these places put they sort of remind you like, oh, yeah, I always wanted to go there. Uh, La Burger Week, for example. Did you participate in that? We did, and uh, that's a whole other uh, realm that we've never experienced, and wow. And, and it's the same idea. You know, you're finding people trying out all these crazy things on burgers or on poutine, and, and now here you are trying something that you probably never would have done before, but now you're getting in this groove and, hey, let's go here and let's go there. And so this thing is not as casual because you're not just popping in for 20 minutes and and devouring a quick burger or fries. You're sitting down for dinner and you're probably not going to go to dinner to three different places in one night. Um, So, you know, you might go three times in the week. But again, trying out new interesting um, dinners, 
uh, ingredients and and ideas that other people may have, right? Now I love this idea of the three course meal here. So tell us uh, what we're getting for thirty eight bucks. To do you want me to romance this, or can you can you do? You can probably handle that, eh, Nick? Oh, I don't know. I, I love the romance. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> well, you got the appetizer here with breaded and fried calamari and prawns, and then that's accompanied by a by a freshly made roasted red pepper lime mayonnaise. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where, where are those prawns? Those are the prawns from the water or the prawns from the, the box, as my kids would ask me? <laughs> well, we're not growing them at the store. So, <laughs> you know, we get them in and, and, and we work them over right away and get uh, and move that product through. So we, we bring everything in and our menu. I mean, this is the biggest thing for us. And this is the message that we want to get out. Our dinner menu is completely from scratch. We're making everything in-house uh, all our bread, everything. And so we, we're we pushing that onto our menus as well, uh, this menu in particular as well. So, you know, it's a from scratch kitchen, and, and that's what, something that we're very, very proud of. Uh, every little thing, the sides, everything, we do in-house, and that's a big thing for our, for us to, to stress to people. Greg, what's the entree? Six-ounce strip loin steak with caramelized shallots, demi-glaze, with rosemary smashed potatoes. Now, what makes smashed potatoes versus mashed potatoes, Nick? Well, there's just they're they're less refined, let's say, and, and you can have way more fun making them because you get to beat them up a little bit, and as opposed to getting them, you know, all smooth and nice and nice, you're getting the skin in there, and uh, they're good a little bit. They're really good, actually. I tried them yesterday. Uh, sound great. And then to wrap things up, homemade carrot cake. I don't even have to guess about that, but I do have to guess. About the frosting, you got real cream cheese frosting on that carrot cake? Mascarpone, again, oh. yeah. And I'll tell you, this is an old, uh, a recipe from a, a fellow that was here f- a number of years with us, and it's about a 10, 8 to 10-year-old recipe. <laughs> I mean, we're going to romanticize this. This is the moistest, unbelievable carrot cake you're ever going to eat. It is so delicious. I'm not a carrot cake guy. And now I've turned into one. And I'm not even a sweets guy. And I, I have it all the time. It's really great. Now, you're also on the $28 menu for the appetizer. It's bruschetta pomodoro. Did mm-hmm. I say that correctly? Yes. Uh, it's all fresh that we make, again, uh, every day and, uh, you know, just just before the, the dinner rush. And we let it marinate. And, uh, and it's on our own house-made bread. Uh, very crunchy. Um, just excellent. The bread's really nice. So it gets toasted again, and uh, it's really nice and crunchy. Fresh ingredients, garlic, of course, basil. It's really delicious. And then for the entree, it's a butternut squash and zucchini risotto with scallop, crispy pancetta, sage, pistachios. I just had a dish yesterday with nuts as a part of, as, as one of the ingredients, and I was a little curious about that, but it ended up being one of the best parts. What do you What do you think nuts add to a dish? Well, that's the contrast too. It gives you uh, gives it the crunch as well, and uh, and, and obviously the nuttiness. Uh, this is a, a nice dish, a little bit different f- uh, style of risotto we've done in the past. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's we decided to do a risotto because. It's, it's hard to find in town. You don't see it regularly on menus. So um, it's a very enjoyable dish. We can also make this menu here vegan. Complete, uh, pardon me, not vegan, vegetarian. Well, what is Parmigiano Reggiano? What is that? Well, that's, that's the, the official stamped cheese uh, from Italy. And, uh, you know, we, we get a, a wheel or a half a wheel, and uh, it's properly aged. And uh, 
It's some fantastic, hard, stinky cheese. It's so good. <laughs> what is it about risotto that's so difficult to make? Because if I ever tune into one of Gordon Ramsay's shows, he's always losing his mind yeah. about the risotto. It's he's, not right. He's got to yell at somebody. <laughs> I'll tell you, because you're, you're, you have to be careful in the pan. It has to cook properly and thoroughly, and you have to have the right consistency because if you don't, then half of it could be kind of raw, and then some of it's overcooked, and sometimes you're burning it. It's it, it takes it has to, to be attention. watched, and you have to pay attention. That's exactly what it is. Exactly. So this event, Chow Dine about Winnipeg. Do you does it work? Does it do what it's supposed to in the sense that it gets new customers through the door, and then they become regular customers? Uh, absolutely, both. And and you know, last night I was in working and. Saw a, a bunch of regulars coming through to come try it out because there's only a couple of days left, and uh, it, it does what it is supposed to do. It's it's true. New customers and even our old ones calling in, coming in to try out uh, our our version of what what uh, 2019 Dynaboat brings. So you're get located once again, 2077 Pemina Highway, Nicolino's Cucina Italiana, and nicolinosrestaurant.com is the website. Is it best to make a reservation if you want to hit your restaurant? Yeah, we always appreciate it. I mean, you know, there's always open tables. We'll figure out something for you if you come down, but uh, reservation's always a great idea. Great place to go before Blue Bomber games mm-hmm. and uh, great patio, lots of fun. Still got the live music sometimes. Yeah, Wednesdays we have the jazz from the U of M, Thursdays. Curtis Newton. Uh, we have uh, the Pianimals at uh, 5 p.m. on Fridays who come down and uh, Matt comes and tinkles on the piano. It's awesome. It's really great. And and you're talking about the Bomber games. Don't forget the soccer's coming too next, uh, this oh, year. You must be excited about really, that. Yeah, very Is that excited. helping you uh, recover from Italy not being in the World Cup last year? <laughs> no, nothing's going re- <laughs> to help that. But, but, but I will tell you, I'm over it. You, know, I, I, it, you say moving. that, but I'm not, I'm not certain that's true. <laughs> But we, we, could, we could talk more. You're, you're right. You're right about that. <laughs> Nick Zivarelli from Nicolino's, part of Chow Dineabout Winnipeg, which wraps up on Monday, in fact. So if you're looking to get away today on this getaway day and throughout the weekend to beat winter, it's the hot dining event in the city. Nick, thanks for coming in. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening to the Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.